So in the dream scenario, that's when you as the entrepreneur, you walk into your business and you are surrounded by people that are as passionate about your customer and the product or service as you are. They're all in, they're fully engaged, shared core values, strong culture, and everyone's rowing in the same direction. In the nightmare scenario, it's when you have people that are completely disengaged, barely doing their job. You're having to unfortunately do most of their work. They're just in the office. They can't wait to go home at five o'clock and get the heck out of there and punch the clock. And so unfortunately, you're working 24 seven, burning the candle at both ends. And at some point, something's got to give. Hey, everybody, I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. My guest today is Gino Wickman. He's the author of Entrepreneurial Leap. Do you have what it takes to become an entrepreneur? Now, if you wonder, what is an entrepreneur? What does it mean to be self-employed? What does it mean to be an intrapreneur inside of a company? Well, we're going to talk about all of that today. And I know you may be on the fence about what's next in your career. So that's why I'm going to invite you to sit back, take it easy, grab an iced coffee or something cool, maybe a lemonade, and enjoy this conversation with Gino Wickman. Hey, Gino, welcome to the podcast. Thrilled to be here, Lori. Well, I'm thrilled to have you as a fan of your work and your big ideas. It's an honor to have you here. But just because I'm a super fan doesn't mean other people are, right? <laughs> you know. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you're all about? Well, first of all, what I'm all about is entrepreneurs. So that is my obsession. That is my life. And that's where I've spent the last 30 years obsessing about what makes them successful and what makes great businesses successful. So that's what I'm all about. And the lightning fast story is that, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18 years old took over a family business at 25 years old, did a big turnaround, got it growing again, healthy. We successfully sold that business. And then I set off to create EOS and focus on helping entrepreneurs. Once I realized that I had this passion, this knack, this gift for helping entrepreneurs. And after about five years of helping entrepreneurs, I put the finishing touches on EOS, wrote traction. Uh, we built EOS worldwide to now over 500 people. And we've got 100,000 companies using the EOS tools all over the world. And now I'm spending my time going to the front end of the entrepreneurial journey, helping entrepreneurs in the making get a huge jumpstart on taking their entrepreneurial leaps. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. And one of the reasons why is that new business starts are at a record high during this crazy age of COVID-19. So let's start there. Do you have any insights on why that might be happening? Well, it's the same thing as 08 and 09. That two-year period spawned a ton of new entrepreneurs. And so out of a crisis and people being displaced and losing their jobs, the, the true entrepreneurs kind of rise to the surface. And so one of the things we'll talk about is in this new book that I wrote, it's in three parts, confirm, glimpse, and path. In the first part, it's all about confirming whether or not you're an entrepreneur in the making and do you have the six essential traits. Well, simply put, somebody who has the six essential traits, when they are displaced, and they need to survive, their entrepreneurial skills kick in and they take an entrepreneurial leap out of necessity. So this pandemic has displaced a lot of people and that spawns a lot of entrepreneurial activity. Well, we are here to talk about your book, Entrepreneurial Leap, and you're right, the book has three parts. But before we delve into that, tell us a little bit about who this book is for and who it's not for. So it's for 
any entrepreneur in the making at any age. And so it's anyone who has the itch, thinks they want to become an entrepreneur. And this book is designed to help them, like I said, ultimately confirm whether they have what it takes to do it. Because I'm also, who it's not for, trying to talk people out of becoming entrepreneurs. Right now, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. It's the new rock star. Well, so the idea here is to really help people make the right decision for themselves as to whether this is right, because I'm trying to talk people out of it as much as I'm trying to help them realize that this is for them because I'm trying to save people 10 years of hell, quite frankly. Let's talk about part one of the book, Confirm. Get us started with an overview of what this section entails. Yeah, so the whole idea is to first introduce the reader to the six essential traits, and I'll quickly go through each one of them. And as I share them, I always urge your audience to just kind of scan yourself and think about, have you always exhibited these traits? Because if you have, then odds are pretty good that you're an entrepreneur in the making. And so the six essential traits are visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. And so in this confirmed part of the book, it's first about deciding, do you have those traits? I offer a free assessment. It's available on the website, e-leap.com. If you score 90 or higher, odds are pretty darn good that you're probably an entrepreneur in the making. Well, I love that you offer this free assessment. And one of the things that's interesting about your book is that you make the case that entrepreneurship is nature not nurture. So talk to me a little bit about that. You bet. So very debatable topic. Half the world agrees with me and half the world disagrees with me. So I love it. And I'll be frank, I hope I'm wrong because if I'm wrong, that means that there will be lots of other entrepreneurs spawn. But the reality of it is in all of my experience, I find that you are born with these traits. They truly are traits. They're not learned skills. And so with that, an example I always give with responsible. So how is that? How are you born with the responsible trait? Well, the the analogy I love to give is if you think about all the people in your world and think about when something goes wrong with them, half the world blames everyone else, half the world blames themselves. They look to themselves. This is their problem to solve. And let's go to a household now and let's pretend hypothetically a household with four children. Everyone listening out there, you can think about your siblings. Why is it in a household of four, half the siblings take responsibility and half don't? They were raised in the same house by the same parents, same everything. So it can only be one thing and that's nature over nurture. And so I believe you're born with them. It's all about discovering that you have them. And I believe that 4% of the world has these essential traits. In saying that, it's not as if being an entrepreneur is this pinnacle in life. It's one of many career options and it's a really hard life. So it's just not for everyone. So I do break some hearts with this book. But as I mentioned already, it's to save them 10 years of hell. The other thing that's interesting about this book is that you have a definition of entrepreneurship that may indeed be a little controversial because you don't think that just because someone hangs up a shingle, they're an entrepreneur. Can you talk to me about that? So I created something in the book called the entrepreneurial range. And so if you picture an arc in your mind, and you could even draw this on paper, and on this arc, if you draw to the left side, the words self-employed, and to the right side, the words true entrepreneur. Well, everyone that owns their own business is somewhere on that entrepreneurial range. So the far left side of that range with self-employed, these are people that have a one-person show, a side hustle, a freelancer, bought a franchise, something like that. On the far right is the true entrepreneurs or are the true entrepreneurs the greatest of all time? Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Walt Disney, Henry Ford. And so every business owner is somewhere on that range. Well, the six essential traits, if you have them, you're basically on the right side of that range. The point is that 
It doesn't mean it's a death sentence if you don't have the six essential traits. It probably means you're not going to build an empire. It probably means you're not going to build an organization with lots of people. And that's okay. It's okay to be a one-person show. You're still independent. You have total freedom. You have your own business. I always like to say you have handy skills. You could become a handyman or woman, charge 60 bucks an hour, make 100 grand a year, be completely independent, and you'll be busy for the rest of your life. That isn't such a bad gig. But if you have the six essential traits, you won't be able to stop yourself from building a construction company because these traits... They don't let you stop. So in that, I believe an entrepreneur is someone who starts a business, takes a risk, goes out to solve a problem in the world, builds a business with people to take that product or service to the world. And so it's all about building an organization with people. Well, you know, you've used the verb build about a hundred times. So can you talk to me about that? I mean, there is this real sense of building. And I think a lot of people don't understand that with entrepreneurship. So for me, it's funny, I don't even know I say it that many times. So it's like water to a fish. That's what we are. We're builders. It's just we can't stop ourselves when you have these six essential traits from seeing nothing but opportunity in the world and wanting to put a dent in the universe by building something, growing something, taking something to the world that really, like I said, puts a dent in the universe. And you can build a five-person company and you can build a 5,000-person company. It's all building at the end of the day. Well, let's talk about the second part of the book, Glimpse, because I think that's a really interesting segue. Give us an overview of Glimpse. Yeah. And so to pull it together, once we confirm that you have the six essential traits, what I then do in the second part is show you a glimpse of all of the possibilities. Because what I've discovered is once you confirm that you are, and I show you this glimpse, it absolutely lights you up and you are ready to run. And so I do three things in glimpse. First, I share countless real world stories of people who were right where you are and show you what they built. Number two, I show a day in the life of an entrepreneur, both heaven and hell, when it's really good and when it's really bad. And then I show the eight most common mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And I show you how to avoid those mistakes so that you can live the dream. Sadly, most entrepreneurs are living the nightmare and it is 100% avoidable. And then the third thing I do is I share a tool I created called My Biz Match, which is also free and downloadable on the website, or you can interact on the website. The point in that is what I'm doing is I'm showing all of the options that an entrepreneur has for businesses to start. Because what I believe is that every entrepreneur is not cut out to build every business. And so as an entrepreneur, you've got to figure out what you're drawn to, what you're built for. And so what I do with my biz match, and I teach this in the book, is first starting taking them through all of the industries that exist. There are hundreds. And then within industry types of businesses, are you a product entrepreneur, a service entrepreneur? Are you a B2B entrepreneur or a B2C entrepreneur? Are you high price, low volume, or are you low price, high volume? And then size. Are you an entrepreneur that's going to build a 10-person company or are you an entrepreneur that's going to build a 1,000-person company? Again, every entrepreneur is not destined to build a billion-dollar tech unicorn. It's not all it's cracked up to be. And so there's freedom in understanding all of these options, but that it's okay to build a $5 million heating and cooling company, for lack of a better term. So it really helps you get clear on what you're built to build. Boy, there really is freedom in self-awareness. And the way we gain self-awareness is by doing research, by understanding the market, by understanding who we are and trying to bridge that gap so that we don't go into something cold. That's why I'm so fascinated that you give examples of living the dream and living the nightmare. Like you're very honest about that. So can you talk about those two scenarios? I won't go into great detail. I do like a three page riff on each one. Here's what it looks like in the dream scenario. Here's what it looks like in the nightmare scenario. But I'll give a couple examples. So in the dream scenario, that's when you as the entrepreneur, you walk into your business and you are surrounded by people 
people that are as passionate about your customer and the product or service as you are. They're all in, they're fully engaged, shared core values, strong culture, and everyone's rowing in the same direction. In the nightmare scenario, it's when you have people that are completely disengaged, barely doing their job. You're having to unfortunately do most of their work. They're just in the office. They can't wait to go home at five o'clock and get the heck out of there and punch the clock. And so unfortunately, you're working 24-7, burning the candle at both ends. And at some point, something's got to give. And so that's just one example of the dream and the nightmare. It's also interesting because whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a corporate executive, that nightmare scenario exists for both. both here, sides here. Of the scale. You better believe it. And it's 100% avoidable, the nightmare. Let's talk about those eight critical mistakes that entrepreneurs make because I'm fascinated by them and I know you have a passion for them. So what are they? Let's chat about them. You bet. So what I'll do is just give you a quick overview of all eight and then you know your audience better than I do. So if there's one or two that really jump out at you, we can drill down on those. But here are the eight critical mistakes. Number one, not having a vision. Number two, hiring the wrong people. Number three, not spending time with your people. Number four, not knowing who your customer is. Number five, not charging enough. Number six, not staying true to your core. Number seven, not knowing your numbers. And number eight, not crystallizing roles and responsibilities. Well, we just came off of a conversation talking about a nightmare scenario for both corporate employees and entrepreneurs. So let's talk about hiring the wrong people. Yeah. And so what typically happens, because remember what we're talking about, that we're in the glimpse part of the book and we're talking about a day in the life, the dream or the nightmare. So almost every entrepreneur makes all eight of these mistakes. And the way that this shows up is they start a business, they sell a few things, they start to generate revenue. All of a sudden they've got a thriving business. Now they need a person. And so they grab the closest person to them. So they hire their sister, their brother, their cousin, their best friend, their neighbor, and they throw them into the business and get back to growing again. And then they need another person. And so they grab another closest body they can. And all of a sudden, unfortunately, one, two, three years in, they're surrounded by people that really don't fit in the organization. And it's brutal because with EOS, that's typically what we're helping entrepreneurs do is clean up their messes from the startup phase. So the solution is to make sure that you hire well on the front end. And what that means is when it's time, when you need a person, you first slow down, know your core values, hire people that have your core values and hire people that have the skill set to do the job. It's so simple, but again, you're moving so fast as an entrepreneur in the startup phase, any warm body will do mentally and it's just not true. And it will save you, like I keep saying, 10 years of hell. Well, when I read your eight critical mistakes here, I noticed that they're all really interrelated, like hiring the wrong people is definitely interrelated with not crystallizing roles and responsibilities. And to your point, it's about not spending time with your people, right? I mean, it all seems to be part of an interwoven strategy of mistakes. So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, it seems like when you're making one mistake, you're probably making two or three. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, it's all about people. So you'll see a lot of these are people related things, not all, but absolutely not crystallizing roles and responsibilities. So this gets to when you bring that person into your organization, everybody's got to clearly know the plays that they're running, what they're responsible for, what they're accountable for. And when everyone's completely accountable and they know what they're responsible for, all of a sudden you get this incredible efficiency and output because everybody's rowing in the same direction and doing what they need to do to get the job done. So hopefully that answers it. But at the end of the day, it's all about people. 
It is all about people. Amazing. Well, you've given us a glimpse into heaven and hell, the optimal and the suboptimal. And then the third part of the book is really the path, right? The path of an entrepreneur going forward. So talk to me about this third section. What does it offer? Yeah, and again, to pull it all together. So now we've confirmed that you have the six essential traits. We now show you a glimpse. And again, if you're normal, that's going to light you up and you're ready to run. Now I try and put the brakes on a little bit with path. And what I do in path is just show some guideposts. So you as an entrepreneur in the making, as you then start your business and go into startup mode, you avoid some mistakes, you have some awarenesses, and you greatly increase your odds of success. So what I'll do is I'm going to give the chapter headings and a real brief description of each one to give you a sense of what I'm covering in path. Because the reality is there's no perfect system or process for how to start a business and run a business and grow a business. It's this wild and crazy, messy ride. But to be aware of these things, again, as I keep saying, you'll greatly increase your odds of success and avoid half the mistakes you're about to make. You still have to make the other half. But here are the chapters at a very high level. The first is called College or Not. And what that is about is if you're at an age where you're trying to decide to go to college, I lay out all the facts for you to decide. At the end of the day, it's a choice that you make. College isn't for everyone. And at the end of the day, you decide if college is right for you as an entrepreneur. Okay, if you're going to become an engineer, a doctor, an attorney, you need to go to college. The next chapter is all about discovering your passion. Passion is the number one reason an entrepreneur succeeds. And so I offer seven exercises for discovering your passion. The next chapter is finding a mentor. I show you how to find a mentor and the opportunity to greatly increase your odds of success by having a mentor on your journey of building your business. The next chapter is all about 10-year thinking and shifting the entrepreneur in the making's mind from this now, now, now thinking to thinking in 10-year timeframes. And when you do that, time literally slows down. You make better decisions. There's a peace that comes over you. And ironically, you get there faster. And then from there, I get into eight disciplines to greatly increase your odds of success. And then from there, I show the nine stages of building your company. Well, what I love about this section is that it's so meaty and there are a lot of different ways that we can go. You know, I want to talk a little bit about mentorship because this is something that's a game changer for so many people. It's a hack to learning. It's a hack to growth, right? The mentorship aspect of our professional lives, I think, is often undervalued. So talk to me a little bit about your perspective of mentorship and why it's so important. Yeah, it's changed a lot. You know, so back 30 years ago when I was starting out, it was true mentorship where I had two amazing mentors, Sam Cup and my dad, and we had formal relationships and I would learn from them. They were not paid relationships. Well, shoot forward in time, it's very different now where there's a lot of paid mentors and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just different. But what I always like to do is go back to the purest form of mentorship. And that is you as the entrepreneur in the making out there, thinking about what it is that you want to build and finding someone that built that reaching out to them and asking them if they'll mentor you. To learn from all of their mistakes is going to be a speed pass for you to become successful. And here's the good news. If you don't find a mentor, you're going to be fine. It's just going to get you there a little bit faster. You may join a mastermind. You may hire a coach. Those things are all okay, but there are great mentors out there that want to leave their legacy. And I always urge, make sure you've got a list of about five to 10 that you're going to reach out to because you're going to hear lots of no's. These are busy people. And so you got to work hard to find it, but they are out there and it absolutely will help. I'm very interested in talking about those eight disciplines for increasing your odds of success because I think that's where the rubber meets the road, right? People don't start out on this entrepreneurial journey to fail. 
They want to get there and they want to get there fast. So can you talk to me about those eight disciplines and what they mean for the average entrepreneur? Yeah, I would love to. And I'll do the same thing. I'll just give you an overview of the eight and you tell me which one you'd like to drill down on. But here are the eight disciplines for increasing your odds of success. Number one, clarify your vision. Number two, decide if you are a partner person. Number three, know that the bigger the problem you solve in the world, the more successful you will be. Number four, get feedback from customers and clients early and often. Number five, know that your first plan will not be your final plan. Number six, work hard, really hard. Number seven, take criticism and doubt from others with a grain of salt. And number eight, see it every night. Well, I'm curious what people ask you most about, because for me, I want to ask you about take criticism and doubt from others with a grain of salt. But what's the most common one you talk about? They're all equally weighted. There isn't one that's like the one. And when I do this and I say, pick the top two for your audience, literally, if I look at the last year of these conversations, they've all been picked equally. So there's no one big heavy one. They're all equally important. Well, I wanted to pick the opposite of the one that was chosen the most. So let's go with take criticism and doubt from others with a grain of salt, because I have built my career on telling people that feedback is often for suckers. So I'll say it three different ways. Okay. First of all, picture reading a book. And if you read a hundred books on the subject of what you're trying to accomplish, and let's just pretend you're trying to build a tech company. Okay. And so you go out and you read a hundred books on building a tech company. Well, if you do everything in those hundred books, you'll be out of business in about two days. So your job in life is to glean the stuff that works for your vision, your culture, your core values, where you're going. And so you have to be very decisive in life, discerning. The second point I'll make is if you bounce your ideas off of everyone in your life, you're going to get terrible advice. And sometimes people are trying to be helpful. Those but, are the worst people, you yeah. know, come on. <laughs> so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But again, there is some good advice out there. So same thing, you've got to glean what you feel is important. And there's a story I like to tell. I cannot find the source of this story, but I'm told it was Walt Disney that did this. And as the story goes, he formed this board of 10 really smart people. And what he would do is he would bounce his ideas off those 10 people. And the way he described it is that when seven out of 10 hated his idea, he knew it was a winner. And when 10 out of 10 hated it, he knew it was revolutionary. <laughs> so the point is these really smart people, they're full of their opinions, but with all due love and respect, they don't know shit. When it comes to your vision, your plan, your product, your service, the void you want to fill in the world, only you can answer it at the end of the day. And I find almost 100% of the time, 99.9% .9 time, the answer is always within. And so we're always trying to look for the answers out there. They're rarely out there. We just have to have the confidence to trust our gut, look at all the facts and make the right decision for where we want to go. Well, I didn't need validation that feedback was for suckers, but I got it. So I'm thrilled about that. What a great way to wrap up the conversation. Let's leave the audience with some core messages. What do you want them to know from this conversation and about Entrepreneurial Leap? Well, the epicenter of everything Entrepreneurial Leap is at the website, e-leap.com. And for anyone out there that 
thinks they're an entrepreneur in the making, there's something very powerful you can do that I call the one, two, three roadmap. We already touched on a couple of the tools, but it's the three most powerful tools in each one of those parts of the book, Confirm, Glimpse, Path. And so in Confirm, it's filling out the entrepreneur in the making assessment. See if you score 90 or higher. In Glimpse, it's filling out my biz match and deciding what is the right, perfect business for you to build. And then in the third part of the book, I created something called My Vision Clarifier that helps you get your vision on paper by filling out eight aspects of your vision. And you can do that in an hour. And so if you click on the one, two, three roadmap button for free, in an hour, you'll have those three things complete and it will give you a roadmap to start a better startup. The other thing that I would suggest is you can access a free chapter of the book to wet your whistle if you wanna read the first 30 pages and see if it's something that you wanna purchase and then you can certainly purchase a book. And then the last thing I would say is for anyone out there that has a passion for helping entrepreneurs in the making, or you think you have an entrepreneur in the making in your life, hand them this book and and or become a mentor or a collaborator. And so I'm joining forces with collaborators that want to teach this content. I give you my content for free. No money changes hands. All I ask is that you give credit where credit is due and you go impact the world that you want to impact. And if that's interesting, just click on the become a collaborator button on the website. Gino, it was really great to connect with you today. Thanks again for being a guest. Had a blast. Thank you, Laurie. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation on Punk Rock HR this week. Now, for more information, all the notes, all the highlights, all the resources, you know where to go. You can head on over to laurierudeman.com forward slash podcast. Now, that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR. <laughs>